Hello, this is Andrew Smith from Indexical. I just wanted to thank you all for listening to our first ever podcast here and to thank Madison Hang and John Myers for emceeing it. Uh, if you like what you hear, you can sign up for our mailing list at indexical.org and you can pick up some live recordings at indexical.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening. What you're about to hear is an improvisation between Rage Thorn Bones and Zachary James Watkins that took place at the Radius Gallery in Santa Cruz on January 21st, 2017. Rage Thorn Bones is an ongoing collaboration between Matt Barbier and Weston Alenki. They explore the outer reaches of performance and brass technique. In this improvisation, both trombonists also used an assortment of electronics. Weston lives in New York City and Matt lives in Los Angeles. They are best friends. Zachary James Watkins is a composer based in Oakland, California. He typically plays guitar with electronics and makes these really gorgeous, complex drones that are made up of noise and electronic tones and some repetitive riffs on guitar. Um, and he's really well known for being part of the duo Black Spirituals, um, in which he collaborates with and plays with Marshall Trammell, who is a percussionist. This is their first time performing together as a trio.
And now we're going to hear a clip from an interview that John Myers and I did with composer Mayan Sadka, in which we talk about her piece, The Museum of Extinct Sounds and Imaginary Water Creatures, which she performed in Santa Cruz a couple weeks ago. And then we will play you a a recording of the performance. So can you tell us about uh, what you're going to be doing here uh, on Sunday? What are you going to be performing? Um, On Sunday, it's uh, a piece that is sort of a museum, but also a a sound installation and... um, object theater it has a very like a, a, a visual aspect to um that is it's museum it's called museum of extinct sounds and imaginary water creatures and it's uh it has few like main ideas that that i'm thinking about lately and kind of came together in in this piece which which i uh worked on over the last summer um, it started in, in Darmstadt with the Mokrap Ensemble from, from Chicago, kind of collaborated on this piece together, which was also a really, really nice process of working on a piece of music, not alone, but, but actually with musicians. And um, uh, so this was where it started, and now I'm uh, going to do it again here, and it was in LA last week too. Um, so one, I guess one uh, I'd main idea is that that I'm thinking about is the, the whole museum idea and of thinking about sounds at more as an exhibits and a museum mm. rather than um, kind of temporal objects. I mean, they obviously are. There's no way to get around w- with this. But but I think in the ways of presenting sound and thinking about them in like compositional aspect, it's, it's a really different way of thinking about it for me. So just like think about the sounds as... Uh, something maybe even more like physical that you can look at or explore from different angles and so this was kind of like one of the main things that is that the piece is uh, maybe more like an exhibit in a museum so so we present this those objects or th- those sounds um, that are set in some kind of a futuristic scenario when um, like in the year of 6,000 or something and uh, the human life extinct from planet Earth and most of the planet is now covered with water and so the, a lot of the things that we know today are extinct, obviously, life forms, but also I'm kind of thinking on the sounds, maybe in more like poetic way of the extinct sounds that won't be heard anymore um, and along with that there are a lot of new life forms that evolved so the idea is to kind of try and to get this so, uh, sonic scape with futuristic sonic scape of this new ecosystem that evolved and and it's all happening underwater mm. so it's all with uh, hydrophones and in like uh, bowls or fish tanks or things like that and not really a lot of musical instruments there are a few maybe percussion instruments but mostly it's like objects that like daily objects tubes and pipes and things that kind of got reused and they have a, a character or a, a whole new ways of behavior and and sounds that they make mm. and are you thinking of this kind of uh 
ex museum metaphor as like uh, like the performer like you're kind of investigating each you know object in this collection one by one or is it more like kind of the listener is the one doing the inspection and these you're kind of displaying mm -hmm. these objects for them or um we are uh the, the ensemble that is performing it is kind of uh, the group of scientists that are presenting those uh, findings, mm -hmm. those exhibits. Uh, but I think that in the process of kind of working on a piece and now doing it a few times, I, I just I realize it that the the whole element of of um, exploring those sounds and what are they and what they could be in connection to what they represent, like those imaginary creatures is a big part of working on the piece is just this uh, practice of exploring sounds and figuring them out together mm. uh, is something that I, that I, I found is really important in working and preparing on the piece Be because it's also kind of there isn't a score really there is a story and there is a certain um, sound like ways of making those sounds that work more than other, but it's pretty open. So there's a lot of improvisation in it. I mean, some kind of limited, but but it is improvised. So it can also makes it nice to to move and to do it at different places with different people. It doesn't have to be any anyone with a specific training, or doesn't have to be the same group of people that is doing it. So um, so it's kind of a nice element, but also I think now I realize that the bringing those people together and working and exploring the sound is for me it's also a really important part of of that piece that it's kind of maybe I didn't think about at the beginning but now it's uh, kind of revealing itself maybe hmm. I think it's interesting that you're so fascinated by this idea of the museum because in my mind like the museum is such a like classical idea or at least like such a fixture of the 19th century and here we are in the digital age where we think of everything or like really value, tend to value things that are really interactive or we've maybe moved away from these like preservationist and classification instincts. So like I'm wondering, I mean you sort of said at the beginning a little bit, but like what is it about this idea of the museum that you really were attracted to so much? Like were you going to a lot of museums? Was mm -hmm. it something about being in Darmstadt that was like... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> something that's like, Yeah. That's preserve the ancient music history. Uh, no, actually, I was thinking about this idea also kind of before Darmstadt, but um, I think this way of maybe classifying this system of classification of sounds or of musical events is, uh, is interesting for me from musical perspective on some musical piece that doesn't have a clear directionality so it's uh, it's something that maybe trying to get away when I'm writing a piece of music that it so this is a, a really nice way for me to to do it it's like not I'm kind of freeing this uh, area of thinking about this linear progression mm -hmm. of, of a piece but rather I, like I have all those sound objects that c could be modular in, um, s and also um, I think it influenced just thinking about it like this influence on how I think about the sound itself that it 
maybe doesn't have a clear beginning and an end um, or or that could be more room for some like a free interaction between like different parts different elements of a piece so maybe in a more conceptual way like different concepts of a museum mm-hmm. I found that were really useful for me to use in this kind of uh, practice of composition that makes a lot of sense because like if you're in a museum you're not necessarily going through it from one picture to the next to the next in a linear way you sometimes might stay at one picture or sculpture or installation longer than another and then go look at another a few pieces of art and then go back to one that you really wanted to look at again yeah so it's a way of like exploring and it's interesting that the ensemble is sort of presenting these sounds in a way and it's the audience is also participating in the way that they can focus on what they want to focus on yeah in this one it's a little bit like i ideally i would maybe want it to be more free that people can kind of wander around but there's some just like technical limitations Mm -hmm. maybe but uh yeah but i really like this idea of something is happening and people are free to kind of compose their own narrative Mm -hmm. and their own progression of of events um sounds almost like tide pools too like what tide pools tide have you ever pools. been to tide pools i think so yeah because yeah. like it's like all these rocks and then there'll be these like little holes and you can go into each of the holes and they're like oh there's a little sea anemone and a crab yeah and there another on one there'll be an octopus and just well. here on westcliff yeah good evening welcome to the museum of extinct sounds and new life forms the year is six thousand 16. My name is George Lucas. We are a group of astronauts and scientists who have just returned to planet Earth from a distance of 405 billion light years to discover that we are the last survivors of the human species that went extinct approximately 2,000 years ago. Global warming and climate change caused all ice to melt and most of the planet to now form one large ocean. Pollution has rendered all life forms as we knew them to become extinct. We have been located for the past three months on one of 17 small islands to collect data and document the new ecosystem. The average temperature is 100 degrees Celsius And even with our advanced technology, we can't stay here for much longer. We were able to recover some of the extinct sounds of planet Earth and observe the new life forms that have emerged, which we will now present to you. Extinct sounds. Exhibit one, raindrops.
Exhibit two, Snowfall. Exhibit three, ice breaking.
exhibit four, shooting stars. forms. Exhibit 5, water birds. So far, we have identified four different species. The tuning owls are active in the early morning right before sunrise and after sunset, when other species join them to form dawn and dusk choruses.
Exhibit six, invisible flies. These could be identified by a high frequency vocalization and a mysterious circular motion on the water surface. They are only visible when they go underwater. So far, we have observed this phenomenon from only one other life form, the rare invisible water dragon. Exhibit seven, the suction spider. We were able to capture what we believed to be a mating dance. The spiders float above and below the water as part of their courting ritual. If it is successful, they form a circular nest and go into a long hibernation at the bottom of the ocean before fornication. 